I'm so pleased to be joined by the head coach of the NCAA champion UConn men's basketball team, Dan Hurley. Dan, good morning. Was April 3rd maybe the third best night of your life? <laughs> yeah, right. Number one was uh, August 29th, uh, 25 years ago, getting married. And then maybe the or second was the first night we met my beautiful wife, Andrea. What was your night like after the championship? Can you soak it in? Or are you being pulled from a million different directions with interviews? No, there's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of being 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 pulled around, and it, it, it it's a little bit of a numbing effect because you just you don't get a lot of time with the people that were actually very intimately along with you either during your career or, or during the the building of this program. So, in a lot of the aftermath of this, it just you feel like you're not getting enough time with the actual people that helped you get here. Tell the folks what's gone on in the two and a half weeks since the season ended. What are the players doing in the interim, including the guys who aren't going to be back? And what was your last couple of weeks like? <laughs> Just chaos, really. That, that first week after, you know, you know, that Monday night, you get back on campus and there's a, you get the pep rally in Gamble and, and, you know, for the rest of that week, you know, the, the players and you know, we, the staff was pulled in a million directions and, and the players, I think, you know, really celebrated the, the, the championship, uh, you know, unlike they probably ever have. And then you get into that, that second week and, um, you know, we, we got back in the weight room and, uh, we started to have meetings with, uh, you know, with the players to get their sense of what they wanted to do. And, and, um, at the end of that week, which was last week, um, you know, we got on the court and worked out and, you know, today we'll be back in our second, you know, this will be our third practice since the uh, national championship. Everywhere I go, people ask me if I saw this coming. I remind them how good UConn was in November and December. But to me, it was about how the new guys would fit in and replace some good players you lost. R.J. Cole, Tyrese Martin, Isaiah Whaley, Tyler Polly. I saw Caravan shoot last spring. I knew he would be good. Klingon did it against high school guys. Could he do it against seven-footers and the transfers? They meshed perfectly. Well, you, you hoped it would, and and um, you know, we knew we, we knew we had a big three with, with Jordan and Andre and Adama, and you know, we knew what we we knew what we thought we had in Caravan and Donovan, and um, and we were very intentional in the portal. I think we identified Tristan as somebody that would, would fit great next to Jordan and, and Andre on the perimeter, and would give us that great size at point guard, as great as RJ was, a first-team all-conference player and productive as heck. You know, Tristan's you know, a really big guard that changed our complexion defensively. Uh, he was a guy that, you know, had two triple-doubles, you know, could facilitate, can, can score, you know, made threes. He was a huge piece being able to, like, you know, give us what he gave us at point. And then, the you know, the bench pieces. Joey, you know, Joey was awesome. Naheem was solid. You know, and, 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 and Hassan, uh, you know, Hassan was, uh, you know, gave us that toughness too. And now you're in the same position all over again. Four big pieces of the puzzle have to be replaced. Yeah, I think we, we knew in, in a perfect world that this was the position we'd be in. I think uh, that's why we went so hard for, for the big freshman class we have coming in. I think uh, we envisioned, you know, Jordan killing it and becoming a lottery pick. We envisioned Adama you know, having this year and, and turning pro, we envisioned Andre, you know, potentially becoming a first round pick and not being back, you know, and obviously we knew we would lose a couple of these transfers. So we went hard for, 
for Steph and and Solo and Jalen and Jaden and Yusef and you know now we also I think we're going to be very very intentional with any other pieces that we bring in because we know we've uh, you know we're, we're in a great place. Were you more nervous before the first NCAA game against Iona than you were before the championship game against San Diego State? I would say initially in, until I got a chance to watch Iona. I would say I was initially more nervous about Iona until we really took a deeper dive and saw how fast they played and and uh, how open the court was going to be and, and that there was going to be a lot of possessions in the game. Once I started watching them, I, I think any fear of them, uh, you know, dissipated within a day or two. I was more nervous from the end of the Miami game mm-hmm. to the San Diego State game, really up until the anthem. Uh, because I knew we had the best team and that we didn't have to do anything special in that game except just play to our identity and just really not have a meltdown. Well, my question also related to losing in the first round the prior two years. So this year's first NCAA game must have been nerve wracking. Yeah, I think you definitely. But I, I think that you you mostly really kind of look at the matchup. I mean, you, you look at the numbers, you look at the personnel, you look at the metrics New Mexico State was like an outstanding rebounding team that had one of the slowest paces of play in the country, and they were really super physical and excellent defensively. So we knew, like, that's like just a terrible first-round game. You know, it's a brutal style to play against. When you see that, you know, Iona, you know, was going to play the way that they were going to play it, it just lined up perfectly for us to be a high-possession game and, you know, even at halftime, I, I was pretty calm. Kamani was the guy who was, I think, freaking out a little bit. I saw him grab a Jordan and trying to shake him and tell him to wake up. You're, we're not doing this again. <laughs> but I was pretty calm, man. I was pretty calm. And Jordan Hawkins had a big second half in that game. We talked after the parade about how good your defense was in that championship game. And to me, that's one big difference this year. San Diego State shot just 32%. In fact, your last four NCAA opponents combined to shoot 32% overall. Defense wins championships. What made your D so good this year and in the NCAAs? It was great early in the year, and that's how we got off to that start. And then, you know, in January, we lost our way defensively, and, and that, that coincided with a bad stretch as well as, you know, I wasn't coaching my best players. I think a number of players went through a – a cold streak all at the same time. A bunch of things happened that way. But I just think that um, we had great, you know, we got great size on the perimeter. Uh, Caravan really came a long way defensively. I mean, his his job at the four, the improvement there defensively was was huge. And then obviously to have the, the two centers that both protect the rim, both gave you different looks in ball screen defense. And then the commitment that the group made, the depth, I mean, you know, being able to play nine quality players and even sometimes 10 gives you a chance to stay fresh late in the year when a lot of people are tired. And your three-point defense was excellent, too, one of the best in the nation. Do you believe all roster activity has ended, or is more activity still possible? Ooh, good question. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking out the window here to see who's coming down the hallway. You, you really, you never know. You know, you just don't know in this business. You, you think you know. You can have a conversation with a player and they could be in the portal the next day. We've experienced that uh, as of late, uh, where they seem happy and returning, and then they're gone the next day. Um, you know, obviously, Andre's got a process that he's going through. Tristan, 
as a process that he's going through relative to, you know, their MBA and professional considerations. We, we feel like, uh, you know, what we're going to turn a really, really strong core. The freshman class is, is going to just, I think it's going to blow away our fans, just how talented that group is. And I think uh, several of those members are ready to play and, and help us the way Alex has, the way Donovan has, the way Jordan has, the way Book Knight has, the way Andre has early, Adama has early in their career. We got studs coming in. And, you know, as far as the portal goes, uh, we, we don't expect to, you know, to be in there, uh, with the exception of making some, maybe some, some surgical moves, but, uh, we feel good about where we are. Let's look to the future. You have two very highly recruited guards in Stefan Castle and Solomon Ball coming in. Can you tell us something about those two guys? Yeah, we, we feel like they're, they're high level guys, you know, that, uh, that bring different things to the table. It's like, it's like fire and ice in a similar way to like a, you know, Jordan and Andre, where you have, uh, you know, Steph, who's like this, you know, uh, you know, cool, tremendous, facilitating, big, athletic guard, you know, who can guard multiple positions and is just really hard to deal with off the dribble as a finisher and as a guy that could spread the ball around. And you got Solo, who's just this, you know, I don't want to say, you know, he's as athletic as Andre because Andre's an athletic freak, but he's got the same type of intensity. He's got like a Westbrook type of athleticism and a, and a rage to the way he plays. And I think the fans are going to love him because they're just different type of players and different types of skills. And what about the rest of the recruiting class? Jaden Ross, Jalen Stewart, Yusuf Singer. Yeah, but both those guys will will play a big role for us. And yeah, I think Jalen Stewart is you know just a tremendous positionless player with you know all types of game. You know, he, he could score at every level, tremendous passer, uh, you know, guard multiple positions. You know, he's a guy that's going to be able to get right into court and help us and make a big impact. Yousef was a guy that, that we really liked with our sights set on, you know, losing uh, Adama potentially, just a rim protector and, and somebody that's different than Donovan that gives you a different look in terms of the running and, and the athleticism and the length. And he still gives you the rim protection, but he's different. You know, and then Jaden, if Jaden comes in here with the type of attitude I think he's going to bring, you know, I, I think he's got the type of guy that down the road has got NBA potential. And he grew so much this year at Lujai. I mean, he had a great year there. So I think five guys that are going to be big parts of UConn basketball. And I think quickly. Early last year, you removed UConn's four previous trophies from your desk because they weren't, quote, yours, unquote. Is it safe to assume all five will be now in conspicuous display for any recruits who might drop in? Well, I have mine in here now, or ours, excuse me. It was the we season. Now it's the me season. Uh, the, the other four are somewhere else. I don't even know where they are. But I know we got the crystal. We got the crystal one, which is, that one's pretty sweet in here. And I got the two. I got the regional and I got the I got the the, the, the championship trophy in here with the Nets. Uh, and we used to, I mean, we had those, those four around here. Just, you know, we had to sell something back in the day. We had to sell a hope. We had to sell a dream. You know, and now anyone that we bring in here right now, we're talking about getting number six. There was a much discussed difficult stretch during the season when league play began. The losses hurt. But do you think it helped you restructure some of the offense and find a better role for Andre Jackson afterwards? Yeah, I think we. You know, the best coaches in the country are in the Big East. I think the 
some of the best teams in the I think it was the best conference in terms of top four. The no one's was better than us, Creighton, Xavier, Marquette. So we went through some tough scheduling. We went through, I think, an identity crisis. I think, you know, I didn't do a, a very good job of handling the frustration of, of of getting to as high as number two in the country, and then it all kind of started to to fall apart to a degree. I think we all developed a lot of character. A lot of trust. We we had to look inward. There was a lot of external noise. A lot of a lot of people, you know, gave up on us. A lot of people tweeted something or or posted something on our Instagram that now they've got to go look back at and they look like a complete idiot. Yeah, I mean, we had to look internal and and develop a character from within. And when you go through adverse conditions, it either kills you or it makes you stronger. And and we got stronger, thanks in large part to having great people in the locker room, a great coaching staff, and having great leaders like Andre and Adama. AJ actually had more assists in the last 10 games than Tristan Newton did. But talk about the game Tristan had in the championship game. He had his best game of the year and the biggest game of the year. Yeah, the tough thing is when you have a season we had, some people get too much credit, some other people maybe don't get enough credit. Maybe I get too much credit. And maybe guys like Caravan and and Tristan probably don't get enough credit for what they did for the team. I mean, Tristan in particular, uh, again, losing what we lost at point and then to not miss a beat and, and to even help us play offense and defense at a higher level. Just because he's an easy guy to play with. He gets off the ball. He could create for others. He can score when he needs you, when you need him to score. He could beat you from deep. He can beat you with the paint. He's a clutch free throw shooter. He gets to the line a lot because he's so big. And then, you know, he helps you on the backboard too. And and I think that you learn to appreciate his approach the longer that you go because he's very, very even keeled. So it's he's it's good for a guy like me to have a a point guard like Tristan who, you know, balances off some of my emotion. It's actually becomes a very good marriage. Tristan Newton had 19 points against San Diego State and equaled a season high with 10 rebounds. I was also intrigued by what appeared to be a coaching style shift with you. You had three technical fouls in November and December. Your last tee was December 31st at Xavier. You had none from January through April. Was that a conscious decision on your part to lay off the officials and let the players do their thing? Well, there was an obvious effect of, of the the meme and the gif where, where I had referenced an official, a great official in a way I should not have referenced them. And listen, I think that it's human nature. There are, my relationship for, for a couple of games with Big East refs, it was strained. There was a lot going on behind the scenes. It became a major distraction for, for me and, and the staff and our program. And that affected, I think, uh, our performance. In my mind, when I went back at that technical at Xavier, I don't think the technical was warranted. But there were some calls in that game that I still look back and say, uh, <laughs> wait a second here. Um, you know, and I feel like some of my reactions a lot of time when I go back and watch the film, they're justified in the moment, the frustration. But, you know, I did learn to kind of control my emotions more. I've got some great mentors and my wife, Andrea, <laughs> and my son, Danny. I think I had some interventions there that, you know, you're too good of a coach. You need to be able to focus on managing the game and, and, and get your mind off the zebras. So, yeah, that's good. I got to try to keep that streak going. Another thing I was impressed with was how Adama Sinogo avoided foul trouble this year. In his first two years, he got in early foul trouble a lot, 
But that wasn't the case this year. Tell me about the improvement in Adama staying on the court this year. His numbers reflected that. Yeah, he was, he's a reclassified up. So he moved up a year. His first year was a COVID year, which was kind of like a half a year. You know, really it was his sophomore and a half year to start the year. So he's still a young player. And I think he learned a lot from, uh, you know, from his sophomore year, especially the end of the year. And I just think that the less minutes allowed him to be fresher. And then when he, when you're a fresher player, maybe you make less mistakes and you have more discipline and you commit less fouls. Going back to AJ for a second, looking back on my years covering UConn, I think of glue guys. Nadav Hennefeld in 1990, Donnie Marshall in the mid-90s. They just made the team better with their presence on the floor. I think Andre Jackson is the exact kind of player. Explain why A.J. was a glue guy on this team. Yeah, because he doesn't care about self. Self is the last thing he thinks about. He's he's like the ultimate unifier, the ultimate facilitator, the the ultimate teammate, captain. I mean, it's, it's just a unique individual that people gravitate towards him. You know, recruits, you know, like freshman recruits, that, that, that understand that if he returns, it may affect their minutes. I, I think uh, they, they all like are, are, are want him to return. I mean, most most players want like you know the the decks cleared so that it could be you know the the me time. But the the that's a strange thing about Andre Jackson is like like no one wants him to leave, even if it means a little bit less for them. So I think that 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 tells you everything you need to know. What has been the influence of your dad and Jim Calhoun, even Gino Oriema? How valuable were they when the stakes got higher and after losses? Yeah, I think, you know, starting with Coach Calhoun, it's like, you know, I always modeled myself as a coach, obviously after my dad, but I always like envisioned like a Tom Izzo, Billy Donovan, Coach Calhoun were like the coaches that I tried to you know, model the way my teams played and my my approach in terms of either like I like the way the teams played or I'm a similar type of coach in terms of my personality. So I'm just always trying to just pick coach's brain about, you know, about that piece and tournament play and, and, and you know, roster building and how to deal with the NBA stuff and like all the stuff that only coach knows. And, you know, Gino, I just think it, it was just always uh, – you know, kind of asking him more like what he sees in me and the way I'm carrying myself and the way I'm handling the media and the way the, the way I should be leading and, and and more things like in terms of like leadership and the way that I present uh, myself publicly. He's just uh, he's a brilliant guy. And then my dad, I just think, again, I'm the college version of what my dad would be if he if he did the college level. I'm just worse. You know, I, maybe I'm just a little bit worse or maybe I'm a lot worse. I don't know. But, you know, I represent what Bob Senior would be like if he was a college coach. So now you'll have more reading time? I do. I got that's it. I mean, I'm I'm almost done. I've I've almost finished my second book since we've been done, so that's that's going to be like my that and I'm going to get out in nature, start hiking. Dan, awesome stuff. 
it was great to catch up with you again, and it was great to be sitting in row one on the way to the national championship. Let's do it again. Trust me, we've moved on. (laughs) That's Dan Hurley, head coach of the national champion UConn men's basketball team on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.